You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Okay, welcome back to the Uncommon Truth Podcast. I am joined again just by Steve. Vicky is still under the weather because we're recording this episode right after the last one. We just, uh, Steve's about, Steve and Vicky are about to go on vacation, so we're, uh, yeah, going ahead, so. Yeah, it takes Vicky a little longer to get ready to go on vacation than it does me. So she needed some, uh, recovery time that's slash packing time. Yeah. But where are you guys headed this time? We're going to Florida. Yeah? And what are you going to do over there? We're going to Disney World. Disney World. Yeah. And a bunch of, you know, when I was a kid, you go to Disneyland, it was just Disneyland. Now it's got five different theme parks and miles and miles yeah. of stuff. And and I just, I mean, I can't even walk very far. And I, I don't know what we're doing. But they get you one of those, they get you one of those, uh, like one of them, them, the bike yeah, traffic. I'm going to be one of those guys. That's kind of like the biggest nightmare of my life. One day I'm going to be one of those guys driving the motorized wheelchair. Yeah. In Oroville, that's a form of transportation. Unfortunately, it is. There's different car makes, and then there's the motorized wheelchair. There's not as many these days as there used to be, though. There has been quite a few less than in the past. That probably is the culling of death, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. The next generation is coming up. But Disney World, I have been to... Well, I've been to Disneyland in Paris with with Vicky and with uh, son Anthony. Anthony, And that was uh, an experience for... A number of reasons that I won't forget anytime soon. So I'm sure you guys are going to have. Well, a, you had little kids. <laughs> we had little kids. Yeah, with you, and I won't. Me and Vicky, me, <laughs> two old people going to Disney World. We're going to go to you know. We both have great childhood memories of yeah. Disneyland, and even taking our own children to Disneyland. Funniest stories on earth taking Mark to a Disney World, Disneyland place like that. It's it's absolutely crazy. Mark is your son with Down syndrome. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Sure, that was a yeah was happy to meet all the characters and all that kind of stuff. Oh, he was, Mark was a delight. Yeah. He'd get lost. That's so <laughs> funny. He, he'd always walk about 30 p- feet behind us, so yeah. our whole life was waiting for Mark. <laughs> where is he? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to look behind you to see where he's at. Yeah. But no, it was really marvelous. We have all just very good memories of, you know, Disney as part of our childhood, yeah. so, and our, and our youth, and our raising of our own children. Yeah. So, so we're going to go there and magical place florida's wide open and uh, yeah. you know we we like that yeah we, uh we were going to hawaii but hawaii has made it almost impossible to go to as a tourist mm-hmm. and so we're not really going to go and we just even though our son and grandchildren are there we decided not to go and we reverted to florida rerouted yeah, to florida. that'll be a fun Mem- lots of memories and lots of fun Florida, yeah, it's a pretty place as well, so I'm excited yeah. for you guys enjoy your time away. So, uh, today we're actually in, believe it or not, the last letter in, in Revelation. Three. The Church of Laodicea. Laodicea, we've been talking about it, referring to it quite a lot over the last... Last week, the Church yep. of Brotherly Love in yep. Phileo, and it was, everything was good, and to now, <laughs> Laodicea. Everything's the, so the dreaded Laodicea. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, you know, I think I said it last time, but to say it again, it's these letters are really um, mind blowing. Just how serious Jesus is about the church and about yep. 
how we live and what we stand for and what we don't stand for. And um, I'm just going to dive right in, I think, and we'll read it and we'll yeah. s- see what he wants to say to us today. All right. So this is uh, Revelation 3, starting in verse 14, if you want to read along. Um, it says this, To the angel of the church in Laodicea write, The Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God says this, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I'll spit you out of my mouth. Mm. Because you say, I am rich and have become wealthy and I have need of nothing. And you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by the fire so that you may become rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed. And I solve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him, and I will dine with him, and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne, (coughs) as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. This is the greatest letter on earth for every person raised in religion that has gone to sleep and become lukewarm in their faith because this is his promise. I won't leave you behind. I will come knock at your door. I'm going to give you another shot. Wow. And, um, I mean, it's a warning, of course, that I don't like lukewarm people. Mm -hmm. I don't like the fact that you won't make a stand for Mm -hmm. me. You're, you, you say you believe, you accept the tenets of our faith, you accept the cross, you know I did this for you, yeah. but you won't make a stand for me. And that makes me sick. I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. Wow. There's no chance I'm going to take you into my kingdom. Hmm. I mean, that's a, that's a bone-chilling, you know, cold water down your back promise yeah. right there. And I don't know how you can be a Christian in today's world. And I don't even know how you could know Jesus and not have read these letters. Hmm. Because this reveals who Jesus is and what he's saying is, I won't even take you in. I'll just vomit you back out. Wow. Because you, obviously talking to religious people in the church, all seven letters in the church. Yeah. We already are bought. We are already believe. You don't got to convince me, I believe. Right. But I won't live and I won't protect. I won't keep evil out. I won't resist Jezebel. I, I And so I'm lost. And you're lost. But for this promise that he won't forget you. He won't forsake you. He won't leave you. He won't leave you stranded, but he's going to come knock on your door and he's going to get, if you want to buy gold from him, he's going to sell it to you. He's going to give it to you. He's going to provide for you all that you need to sit down with him on his throne and and, and enjoy eternal life with him. You wow. still have a chance. If you're alive today, you've been raised in religion, you have a form of belief in Jesus Christ and the cross, you can still come back to him. What a phenomenal promise of God. What a beautiful, awesome understanding. And to ignore this 
is like so crazy. This reminds me of Jesus, you know, the idea that Jesus goes into hell, tears the doors off of hell, tells, tears the gates off of Hades, and preaches the gospel to people who have been assigned damnation. Wow. And says, you want out of here? <laughs> Believe in me. Yeah, Trust in me. I know the way. Yeah. Follow me. Yeah. And he goes back and leads them into heaven. I mean, can you imagine one person sitting in the dark in hell saying, I ain't going with you. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, that's real. Hell is a reality. Right. The problem for them, this group in Laodicea is they feel like they're already got heaven as an inheritance. And he's wow. saying, no, you're not getting in. I'm vomiting you. You would not, you would not do the deeds that the others did, that the Phileos did. Yeah the Philadelphia church. And to those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. And there isn't anybody who he doesn't love. Mm. He approves and disciplines everybody. And we will all have to deal with that. And have to, if you're in a lukewarm situation where your Christianity just isn't the number one thing in your life, where Jesus is not on the throne of your life, you need to hear this letter and not be spit out of his mouth. He says, you, you say, I'm good. I've got it all. I'm rich and have become wealthy. I have no need of anything. I'm taken care of. Look how I've provided for me. God didn't help me. And you have this belief in Jesus. You know, God gave me the wherewithal and I did it and it's mine. And you have a belief in Jesus Christ, but you believe wrongly. Someone taught you wrong. And this is the letter that's promising you the ability to sit with him on his throne and to receive his invite i hold it i stand at the door and knock anyone who hears my voice and opens the door i will come into him and will dine with him and he with me wow. the promise is you can be you can be dinner guest of jesus and that's what we all are looking for the wedding feast of the lamb we're going to be a dinner guest with jesus and he's going to be inviting us in at the and honored tables of guests receiving his invitation which was the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the invitation. And, and, and if we've lived our life belittling it, putting it somewhere, you know, or I believe, but it's not, it's not everything. My whole life isn't. It's not like I preach it all the time. I'm not shove it down people's throat. Well, see, those are all the words of the lukewarm. And this letter is a warning to you that you won't make it. And I just, oh my gosh, to have believed and not make it doesn't make sense to me. To, to say I accept the, the fact, these things as truth, but to not make it is what this promises you. But if you'll answer the door, he will knock. If you'll buy from him gold, he will bring it to you. And he will let refining fire bring you white garments that you can clothe yourself and your shame of your nakedness will not be revealed. If you don't answer the door, the shame of your nakedness is all that anyone's going to see. Wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's just a, a really... Uh, it's a sobering letter to read, right? That uh, they thought they were okay. They were. It's sobering if you have a Christianity that doesn't work, right? That isn't what he designed yeah. it to be. Not what you designed it to be, but what he designed it to be. Mm-hmm. It's very sobering, yeah. and, but but it's also extremely wonderful news. He hasn't given up on That's you. Good. He's gonna knock yeah. on your door, man. Yeah. He's going to bring you that robe of righteousness. Yeah. He's going to bring you gold refined by fire. Wow. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. I just the, you know, just that idea that they thought, you know, that they say to themselves, he's going to anoint your eyes so you can see. (laughs) We've had clouds over your eyes. You haven't been able to see how important this is. He's even going to anoint your eyes if you'll just open the stinking door. Wow. Go ahead. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, The bit that 
I where did it go? I just wanted to look at it. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Man. It's okay. We will go here. So um, this idea that uh, I have need of nothing. One of the things you've been saying uh, over the last year or two now, I think, that's sort of stood out to me. Maybe it's been longer, but just the definition of repentance, meaning not just I'm sorry, but recognizing that we have need of him. Yeah. Could you elaborate on what what that yeah, means? When he says repent, it's yeah. not just shame-based, I'm sorry for what yeah. I did. It's literally turning away from a system you used to believe in, turning away from who you are, and turning towards who you're supposed to be. And then it's recognizing how how much you need him, how great he is and how small you are, how big he is, how small you are. Mm-hmm. Pitiful, poor, blind, and naked am I. That's repentance. When you realize that you are nothing and he is everything. And to be spit out of his mouth would be the greatest disaster of all. And to long for the door knock and wait patiently for the door knock so that when he knocks, you grab the door and tear it open because greatness has arrived and to save something like you, like me. And that's the repentance by definition is the recognition of the greatness of God, the wonder and majesty. It's why David, the the king of Israel, was so um, loved by God. He says all the time, I wish that you were like my servant David. I wish that you were like my son David. I wish that you you were more like David. Because David, the one thing he did, and the one reason to read the Psalms most definitely, is that he saw God. He saw the greatness and glory of God. And he talks about the majesties of the heavens and the incredibleness of the universe. And so David, when he's saying all those things, the Psalms are full of David's repentance Mm -hmm. because he realized how wretched he is. And he's the one that said, even if I make my bed in hell, it's you. He didn't cry about him making his bed in hell. He proclaimed the greatness of God. Even then you are with me. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, when I put myself in the worst places, when I am just a miserable, wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked, you are with me. And that's why God said, I wish that you were like David, because David saw him for who he is. And that, to me, is the life of repentance. That is the repentance in the morning, repentance at the nude time, repentance when the sun goes down. That's the life of repentance. And that's the man whose penitent heart will always receive this mercy of God. He'll always get gold refined by fire. He'll always get the robe of righteousness to wear. He'll always have his name written in the book of life and be eating from the tree that grows in the garden of God. He'll have that white stone of redemption. He'll belong to him and he'll have his name the new name of God written on him. Yeah. I mean, it's clear. It's he who overcomes, not he who just sits there and says, I've done enough, but he who continues. It says in every one of these letters, he who overcomes, mm-hmm. I will grant him to sit down with me and have that fellowship, have that, you know, you, you open the door and then you overcome. Wow. Because there's a lot to overcome. The world's telling you so many lies. You got to overcome those lies. You, you're, you're telling your own lies. You're telling yourself lies. You got to overcome those lies and accept the truth of Jesus Christ. He says, I, my, my burden is light. My yoke is easy. Cast your cares on me. Yeah. Trust in me. Trust in your Father who will take care of you. Don't trust in the world system. Answer the stinking door when the knock happens. So, what is it that you believe causes uh, a believer to 
um, come to that conclusion that the Laodiceans have come to, where it says the lukewarm. Yeah, just that I that statement. I uh, I'm rich and I've become wealthy and I have need of nothing. Like, how, how do people end up in that? spot of just feeling like one of the ways is that they think the faithfulness of god is going to provide them comfort Mm -hmm. riches ease you know satisfaction and so when the world provides those things they decide that they since that's what they thought god was supposed to do and they did it they begin to feel like they might be the god Mm -hmm. they're actually their own deity and and they're their own power and they're their own don't care that I can take care of myself, whatever you're promising. That's great, but I already have it. And so that's where, what the world system, the buying into the world system on a day to day basis where, you know, two Christians toil and spin all their life to be this faithful, hot Mm -hmm. Christian. And yet they, then they blurt out of their mouth that they're going to make sure their children don't have to struggle like this. Mm -hmm. Their children don't have to work like this. Their children don't have to reach for the bar. Mm -hmm. Things are going to come easier for their children. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know, I know faithful Christian ministers who've had had a baby and had that overwhelming love that a baby brings. And they've said out loud, my kids will never do without the way I have. Mm -hmm. And it's like, really? You're going to take the thing that made you come to adulthood with a passion for Jesus. You're going to take that away from your children. And then you're going to give them what this, this actually says will make them lukewarm and cause the very people you love to be spit out of the mouth of God because you sold them the world system of comfort, ease, you know, riches, education, um, honor, the honor of men when men speak well of you. And Jesus is saying, don't be happy when they do that. You know, I'm going to make sure they do that. Hmm. Turn the other cheek. I'm going to make sure no one ever slaps me. I won't ever have to turn the other cheek. And, you know, it's just like they go ahead. I'm going to put myself in a position where I don't need what Jesus is teaching me. Do you believe in Jesus? Yes. But, you know, that's for people. You know, the, the Jesus's teachings are for people who are inept and can't do it. But huh. I am. I'm not inept. I am my own master and savior. Wow. I'm my own God. And Jesus is saying, you're going to you're not going to get in. You're going to be yeah. spit out of my mouth. You who say you believe ought to know better. Mm-hmm. I love that line in the Lord of the Rings where the ant, uh, Treebeard, he says, a wizard should know better. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, Christians, anyone who reads the words of Jesus automatically, if you've read the Gospels and the red letters, and then you've read these letters in Revelation, you should know better. <laughs> yeah, that's t- You really have no reason to not know not better no. other than you took his words in one hand and the world's cares and teachings in the other hand and you said yeah i'm gonna go with this right and immediately you qualify to be spit out of his mouth you're a believer who won't make him lord and put him on the throne of your life and accept whatever life he has from you if his life for me is poverty then his life for me is poverty wow and if his life for me is riches man that scares me to death because i've felt the allure of riches and how they seduce your brain. Mm-hmm. But if his life is for me to be rich and handle it well, I'm going to have to stay real, real close to him. Yeah. I'm going to have to handle this thing very well. Yeah. And uh, because mammon will kill you. Yeah. And it'll cause you to be lukewarm. You'll learn to trust in your mammon. You learn to say, I don't need you. And mammon yeah. is the love of wealth. The love of mammon yeah. is money, yeah. you know, physical, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the world's provisions. Yeah. And, to love it and to care for it and to even trust in it. Yeah. It will take care of me, you know? Yeah, so that I, so, so having the wrong understanding of who God is in the Christian life that he's calling us into can cause a person to become 
lukewarm. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody telling you who he is when he's yeah. not when he's not that. Right. You want to hear from Jesus who God is. Right. You want to hear from God Himself who God is, yeah. and you want to believe what He says. Why don't we just believe Him? Yeah. And and there is no chance on earth that as a Christian you can believe that that wealth is the proof of your faithfulness. Wealth is something that is only given to a few with responsibility. Mm -hmm. And the rest of us ought to be really feeling good that we have to believe every day. Mm. We have to have faith every day for our provision. Wow. Our fa that's a muscle that's being used. Mm -hmm. And when it comes down to this persecution that's going to come, where yeah. the other church, he says, he blocks the persecution, yep. you know. So whatever persecution is going to come your way, whatever the world's going to throw at you, the darkness is going to lurk on, in, mm -hmm. on you with, you're going to want your faith muscle to be very strong to remain hot for Jesus yep. Christ. Because they're going to they're gonna lie to you. They're going to deceive you. They're going to make you think you're right when you're not right. And that's really, the, to me, the key. That's really good. <coughs> so just again. to, like, I think, like you said, read, reading reading the words of Jesus, really getting to know who he says that he is and also who he calls us to be is, that's right. is key, right? I think we've, there's a lot of, I think there's been documentaries over the last couple of years, but there's this idea of um, the Western or the American, but I've, being English, it's not just America. I think it's just the Western, Western world. Jesus. There's this Western picture of who Jesus is yeah. and what a Western Christianity is supposed to pursue. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it always factors in these words that we've been reading in this I know. season, right? I know. It's scary for me. It's scary for me for the people I love and have known all my life that you're buying into a world system. Yeah. And he says, the world leader is coming. The prince of this world is coming. He has nothing in me. Yeah. And I don't want some. I don't want any part of something that has nothing in Jesus. I want the King of this world. The the what does it say here? The one who holds the keys. Mm -hmm. You know, the Amen, the faithful and true witness. The beginning of the creation yeah. of God says this. That's what I want. Yeah, that guy. And I don't care if that means you know what Paul's life was like. Man, mm -hmm. Paul's life was not to be wanted with yeah. five whippings at a whipping post he yeah. had five times you know no. shipwrecked snake bit betrayed abandoned uh, stoned twice mm -hmm. once left for dead i mean just um lowered a, escaped over a wall in a basket yeah. i mean he just had a lot of stuff mm -hmm. and in, in the end beheaded you know he was uh, uh rousted many times and mm -hmm. put in jail you know uh what they call uh, he was beat up yep. you know and um, I, that's not a life I want. No. But if that is what the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, if this is the path he has for me, mm -hmm. I would sure like to be able to endure it like Paul did. Yeah. Um, I would do, I would want to be worthy of whatever it is he did for me. Yeah. I would love to be as like my dog, you know, I wish I was half as worthy as my dog thinks I am. <laughs> I wish I was half as yeah. worthy as Jesus yeah. was to me, you know, I wish I could just be half as worthy as he is. Yeah. Um, um, I wish that the things I was living for would be worth him dying yeah. for. I, to me, they're not, but to him, it seems like they are. It's what he's called us to do. But I want to, I want to live a life that's worthy of what he did for me on a cross and on a whipping post. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't think people think enough about this one subject. I don't think it's said enough. He did not pardon me for my sins. He didn't just excuse me. No, he paid the penalty. Wow. He served the term. Yeah. He went and opened the prison door and said, come on out. I came on out. Yeah. 
And he went in and locked himself in and served my sentence. Yeah. I was at the whipping post. He untied me. Yeah. He didn't just untie me and walk me away. He sent me away, and he grabbed the whipping post and said, okay, begin. Yeah. He took my whipping. He did not pardon us. He served the sentence we were due. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Bible says that sentence is death in hell for eternity. Wow. And I, I'm like, man, I don't know that I would sentence people like that. <laughs> but he says he will, and I'm yeah. just going to believe him and say, we have a way to avoid that. Why don't we take it instead of being lukewarm about it? Mm-hmm. Let's be hot. Yeah. Let's not be lukewarm. Yeah, that's really good. <coughs> and I think the, you know, the, the, the other part of this that, stands out to me it was a couple but one more is he they thought they were okay and he says you do not know that you are wretched miserable poor naked and blind poor blind and naked and i i think the there's this thing in us right where we we don't want to feel that way right we don't want to be aware of our nakedness our blindness our poverty our brokenness and i think that we try to cover that up, and instead of covering that in Christ, we sometimes cover it up in our own success or right. money or, you know, whatever else. And I think, you know, for me, and I know you too, there's that perfectionistic part of us especially doesn't want anybody to see mm-hmm. those things in us. So what would you say to somebody who's kind of like trying to avoid looking at that? You know, the truth is it's very easy for me to see myself as pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Um, but there's also something in me that just would almost almost risk my salvation to make sure nobody else sees it. Yeah. And that's where the, that's where the problem occurs. Mm-hmm. That's where the seduction begins, yeah. you know, to try to hide. Yeah. Make sure they don't see who really I am. Yeah. And they, you go to seminars, you go to anywhere, and people are always trying to tell you not to think that way of mm-hmm. yourself. And yet, the truth is, there's no way not to. If you're in true repentance, you know that a, compared to God, you're miserable, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Right. And to the next guy next to you, if you really are honest, you know that he's pitiful, mm-hmm. poor, blind, and naked. And you shouldn't worry if two pitiful, poor, blind, and naked people recognize oh, that they are pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. And um, But the problem is, it's the seduction of seduction away from the hot side Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely right to remain there and it should and what jesus is trying to teach us by turning the other cheek choosing the not choosing the chief's feet but going down to the the low end of the table and the master might invite you up and then Mm -hmm. you're honored and if he leaves you where you were you're where you belong anyway right (laughs) he says that you're where you deserve to be anyway yeah and you don't get embarrassed by saying no brother you can't sit here this is reserved for your superior right you know, and you just sit, you just choose the low, you come in low and slow. Yeah. And um, this is what we're all supposed to be, and we're all trying not to be. I have no problem seeing that I'm miserable, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked, and I fall short of the glory of God. I just don't want anybody else to think it. Right. In fact, mortifies me for <laughs> anyone else to think it. So the real yeah. battle is to get that mortification off the table and say, it's okay if they see who I really am. Yeah. I'll sit where I belong. I'll shut up until I'm asked to speak. And, you know, in my life, that's finally, you know, at some point in my life, people started saying, we want to hear you speak. Mm-hmm. And God spoke to me 24 years ago and said, you're going to be speaking a lot more. You mm-hmm. know, you're going to start a church and call it the father's house and you're going to be the main show. And I'm like, Oh my <laughs> gosh, all these people are going to see that I'm miserable, pitiful, poor, blind and naked. Yeah. 
they're going to see the real me, man. They're going to hear it. And I think that in my life, what I've done successful is it's most horrible thing on earth for me to be exposed, to be transparent. And yet in the Father's House Church, since that began, I have really done well. <coughs> I'm sorry. Really done well at being transparent, mm-hmm. revealing my weaknesses, sharing my faux pas. Yeah. You know, if I don't share them, my wife will just put them on blast. <laughs> but <clears throat> uh, Even if you do share And them. it is pretty funny when she does. She's yeah. pretty hilarious the way she does it. But, you know, um, and I think that's really safe. If you can go ahead and celebrate that everybody sees you for who, who you are and you just try to be the, you know, the mouthpiece of God and go ahead and let, let yourself be seen. Um, you're going to end up buying that gold from Jesus. You're going to yeah. end up buying that, you know, what is it? Buy, buy from me gold refined, refined by, by fire, fire yeah. so that you'll be rich and, and buy from me white garments as they may clothe yourself and that the shame of your nakedness will yeah. not be revealed. Right. So that's the way to not be, have it. You know, it's like the shame of your nakedness. Right. Well, <clears throat> it's kind of inferring that we all have shame of our nakedness. Correct. And yeah. what he's saying is, I'll hide that for you. Come to me. Yeah. So, if you buy gold from him and buy the robe of righteousness from yeah. him, which is awesome, he's going to hide the fact that you're miserable, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Right. And that's actually, I've watched that happen in my life because once I accepted it, that's when I stopped being it. The yeah. people quit seeing it because it was no longer I who was hiding and afraid to show it, but it was him who was covering me and preventing others from seeing it. That's good. So that's, so, but we have to be willing to lay down our own uh pride pride and our own coverings right like the, uh-huh. we want to pull success or money or accolades or you know education choose your poison right like we want to do that and it's being willing to lay those things down so that we can actually receive what he wants to cut clothes in and, yeah. not, and not try to wear two hats or two you know yeah i've been shocked in my life by people trying to hide one guy tried to tell me how good he could fight Huh. And I'm like that. I said, but but that wait, that's your proof that you're an anointed man, because you can fight. Nobody can beat you up. I don't think you're missing something here. Yeah, I think you should wrong. probably stand down, Simba, and uh, <laughs> let the buy gold from Jesus and yeah. let him clothe you in righteousness. Yeah. You know, and 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 let and not have to fight, but be willing to be beat up. Yeah. And I guess you know what I think. I think he'll wrap you up and not let you be beat up. Wow. That's what I think. Yeah. Paul the Apostle just let them beat him. Yeah. <clears throat> now he did get beat, but I've in my life I've seen an awful lot of people who stand down and by the robe of Jesus and gold refined in fire and allow themselves to be humbled before the yeah. Lord Jesus Christ, like this letter is calling for us yeah. to do. And I've seen that he's protected them. That's good. Covered them. Yeah. You know, hid them. Yeah. And you know uh <coughs> and lastly I think we'll we'll probably bring it to close on this point but um verse 19 he says those whom i love i reprove and discipline therefore be zealous and repent i think that reprove and and discipline those words um they're not they're not always popular words in the christian church today we can we kind of shy away from those two words reprove and discipline we like the the love and hug and whatever other words we like yeah. um so what they mean exactly what they say too right so what do they mean <laughs> reprove means you know you got to prove it again yeah and so you're gonna have to prove that you're hot mm. because he's talking to lukewarm people yeah 
And to those I love, I reprove. I allow you to reprove. Hmm. So you have hope. You're not lost forever. He, if you try to get in, he's going to spit you out of his mouth. But if you'll listen to what he's saying and turn and do these mm-hmm. things, buy this robe, buy this gold, mm-hmm. he'll let you be reproved. Wow. You'll be able to go through the process again and yeah. become a hot person. Yeah. And not a cold person, but a hot person. Not a lukewarm, but a hot. Yeah. And um, and he'll discipline you, meaning there'll be, there'll be punishment. Yeah. There, will, there will be consequences to you having lived lukewarm now the saddest thing of all is the people you were lukewarm with will probably have no faith in that i don't know anything worse than to see somebody not have a faith in jesus christ because of something i did Mm -hmm. and if i'm lukewarm and teach someone else to be lukewarm and i create a system of lukewarmity then that's i mean i don't know if that's the discipline he's talking about but um i can't imagine anything worse and if beating me go ahead and use the cane on me but let them be saved you know would be better. But this is this I reprove in discipline. And so therefore be zealous and repent. Yeah. I mean, be zealous means like this isn't half hearted. No. Like get zealous. Yeah. Get into this repentance. Right. Get into this reproving and discipline. Yeah. And get yourself ready to stand fast. The other thing about discipline is the reason you are are punished is to remember to not give in again. Mm-hmm. And don't give in to lukewarm thinking. Don't give in to being your own Lord. Yeah. Don't give in to your own system or the world's system, mm-hmm. but stick with his system and his lordship and his mighty hand of righteous love and let him nurture you and love you by gold from him and by a robe of righteousness that you you will be on you'll be covered up and people won't see ever again the scars of your past that's good so this discipline is for a purpose of correction change transformation right? saving you yes yeah, saving you. it's not just totally saving yeah. you not just letting you be lost and float away hey sucks to be you 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 screwed up dude <laughs> bye-bye yeah. not that no i am going to a cross you should have th- thought that was worth something but you didn't you decided to trust in everything but my cross but i'm going to come knock on your door and i'm going to try to get your attention and i'm going to reprove you i'm gonna let you go through the proof again i'm going to let you i'm going to sell you the tools you need with gold refined in fire and yeah. and a robe of righteousness and i'm going to help you get there but you've got to be zealous and you got to get on your stick and get going man and you've got to finish this race strong and not lukewarm or i'm gonna have to spit you out of me you're gonna make me sick and i'm gonna spit you from my mouth vomit you is what it means yeah yikes we gotta respond to his call right and i i think you know we've been we've read all seven of these letters over the last season and we have I've been just sort of like, look, Jesus, you're serious. Jesus, you're real. Jesus, you're passionate about this. And these words just cause me to say, um, I don't just want to rest on my laurels. I want to continue to pursue the, the fullness of what he has for me. And I, I think for anyone listening, I, I'd encourage you to read through these letters, read, read through the gospels and look at this, look at this Jesus that's revealed, look at this standard that he's calling, calling you into and, and look at where you stand. Would, would you evaluate yourself as hot or cold or lukewarm? Where do you find, where do you find yourself? What do you hear him saying to you? Yeah. Are you, you know, what camp are you in? And to really, if, if you f- think you're finding yourself in the lukewarm, I've kind of just been going to church i've kind of just been you know i feel like i've been okay i've been lulled to sleep by the song of the world then 
it's time to to wake up he is knocking at your door and it's time to let him in and, yeah. and allow him to come and change you and heal you and discipline you reprove and you. reprove you and you know do whatever you need to do in order to have him come in and sit down with sit, sit down with you you know this this is your wake up call you know you don't we I don't hope. know the days that we have we don't know no man knows no, the day know, or the hour right but we know that right now, if you're listening to this, to my voice right here, there's a moment for you to, to stop, drop, and roll and, and come to him. And if you're on fire and you are hot, then maybe you're with me and it's like, Lord, I, I want to get hotter still. I want to continue to, mm-hmm. I don't want to lose the crown as we talked about last week. I want to stay faithful to you in every season and every circumstance. My all for you. All for you. Yeah. And I think... Um, you know, Steve, I just want to stop and say just uh, over the decade or it's been longer than a decade now, but over the last however many years it's been now I've known you, you have been faithful and true to, to loving him through it all. And that's really inspired me to, to continue to do the same. And I know that I'm not alone in that. And for any listeners, you know, if you're, if you need an, another layer of just, you're like in a moment of, I want help, I need help, really encourage you to reach out to us. You could, you know, we have our school uh, transformation our ministry school starting in in March you know it's an opportunity for you to apply and come and come learn come change we have yeah. our uh, school transformation light that's also starting again in March which is our part-time school you can do over zoom and things come come learn come hear more of these words come hear more of these teachings and allow your life to be uh, just changed transformed healed reproved um, you can go to transformationschool.org, transformationschool.org, and get all the information for that. And come and learn who God is, who you are, and where He's calling you to go. You know who that makes you, and this, this, the journey's just beginning. So thank you so much for listening. And also our church services are church broadcast service. on YouTube and Facebook. YouTube and Facebook, so just search for the Father's House Oroville, and you'll you'll find us. And there's, there's so much. We have so many resources we make available to you because we. Um, we believe it's our call to help people know Jesus, know his message. and Find Jesus and follow him. Yep. So Follow you. him and we'll teach you how. Yeah. Thank you so much and we will see you next time. Amen and amen. Amen. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.